this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, I'm covering yet another rockabilly-style song that Prince was toying with during this time frame, meaning 1982, and that is the song No Call You. Before we get started on discussing No Call You, I did want to call attention to some feedback I got. And this is a feedback from um, a former guest of mine named Kevin from the Lemon Crush episode from the Batman soundtrack. So you may remember Kevin from Lemon Crush. Kevin had chimed in on the episode I recently did on Purple Music. And he had his own take on the skit portion of the song. And this is, you know, it's time for your morning bath, sir, section of Purple Music. And in Kevin's Kevin's take on this section, which was not discussed by either myself or Aloy from uh, Prince's Friend, he thinks Prince is the butler in this scenario. So Prince is the one that's asking what kind of music they want and, you know, asking, is it time for your morning bath? But then he thinks that the point of view switches and switches to the listener after they've chosen purple music, you know, as purple music to get themselves high. They don't want to play anymore. Remember that part? Oh, I don't want to play anymore because it got them so high. So kind of like, you know, his interpretation is that the purple music got them so high that they a little disoriented, not sure exactly, you know, what their surroundings are or, or, you know, having experienced anything like this before. And you kind of hear the voice change a little bit. Like there's effects put on Prince's voice when he's, saying these uh saying these words but he doesn't want to play anymore and it gets a little bit kind of loopy sounding and and that is his interpretation of the the effects of the purple high which mimic drugs uh, affecting this person's brain and um you know it ends with so high meaning that's that's the state of the uh the listener the person who is receiving their quote-unquote morning bath of purple music so again i wanted to thank kevin for offering that interpretation of the skit from from purple music and on with the regular show at Prince's Kiowa Trail Home Studio in Chanhassen, Minnesota. It has an up-tempo, rockabilly, new wavy sound that resembles other tracks recording around this time, such as um, Turn It Up, Delirious, Horny Toad, and The Prior Year, Jack You Off a little bit from the Controversy album. So, and there's some unreleased songs that have also kind of followed suit on this rockabilly kick that he was on. Uh, so it's just a, another one of those in a long line. And the interesting thing about No Call You is that it certainly feels like it was a song intended, likely intended for a side project. Considering it was recorded in July of 82, the more logical explanation for this would be his girl group, Vanity Six. It was probably too late for Vanity Six's first album. That album had already been recorded, ready to release the following month. But, you know, I mean, Prince works at a 
at a very rapid pace, and he's probably already had in, in his mind what album two, what the what the follow-up to Vanity Six's debut would sound like, and there was already songs in the can for that. So very possible that No Call You was potentially written for, for Vanity uh, to, to put her vocals on. Ultimately, there was no second Vanity Six album. That was abandoned when Vanity had left Prince's camp, and he switched gears to turn it into Apollonia 6 in time for their performance and appearance in the Purple Rain movie. But according to Prince Vault, Vanity actually has a vocal version recorded in, um, you know, around the same time a year later in 83, shortly before she left. So, again, this would have been about the time that he would have been thinking about a second album for Vanity Six, maybe some tie-ins to Purple Rain, likely tie-ins to Purple Rain, but also just like the Apollonia Six album, not every song on Apollonia Six has ties to the movie, so this could have been a song with ties to the movie or not. Well, we don't know what he had in mind for this. So that is interesting. I have not heard Vanity's vocal take on this song, but uh, it, it allegedly exists. And according, also according to Prince Vault, Jill Jones has a lead vocal version. But unlike Vanity's version, Prince Vault doesn't state a date where this was recorded. However, um, Zachary Hoskins, another friend of the podcast and, and regular guest, his excellent DMSR blog at princesongs.org has a, a blog post on No Call You. And according to his blog post, so whatever source uh, Zach used, identifies Jill Jones's vocal version as dating around July of 85, so summer of 85, three years after Prince's guide vocal version, two years after Vanity's version. And we all, you know, those of us who are familiar with Jill Jones's debut solo album on Paisley Park Records know how long that album had been gestating, had been worked on. A July of 1985, recording date is absolutely in line with the recording dates for her album that ultimately got released in 87. I've I've seen this song be called kind of like a, a spiritual successor to How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore in terms of its theme. So in, of course, in How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore, Prince is lamenting the, uh, the absence of his girlfriend and how come you know, she doesn't, well, how come she doesn't call anymore? <laughs> so really, why, why is it that they're not communicating? Why isn't she communicating with him more specifically? And this song, No Call You, is essentially asking that same question. Why aren't you communicating with me? Not only why aren't you communicating with me, but I'm going to be, I'm going to take a stand here. I'm going to take a stand and not give in to my, the temptation that I have of contacting you first, but wait for you to call me because I want to kind of regain that power dynamic in the relationship. And as we go through the lyrics uh, and go through the song, it, it very much gives away that Prince was likely planning to give the song to a female singer, whether it was Vanity first and then Jill second. In general, the subject matter, playing kind of hard to get via phone tag, implies a little bit of uh, the old stereotypical gender dynamics being played out here in this song. 
Men are supposed to be the aggressors. Women are expected to wait by the phone for their suitors to call and then, um, you know, the, their suitors to call and then ask them out, ask them out on a date or ask them if they want to um, hook up or just meet up for that matter. And the, the protagonist, the subject of the song, throughout, throughout its runtime, continues to balance and battle this, this desire to talk to this person this great desire to talk to this person, but the more, you know, in a, in a very vulnerable way, expressing this desire to talk to this person, but the stubbornness and not giving in. And again, as I mentioned, giving in and providing that power completely to the other person in the relationship, the one who is, you know, being uncommunicative. And I, I you know, I kind of like that. You don't get that balance so much on how come you don't call me anymore. How come you don't call me anymore is very much like, uh, I really miss you. Why won't you call me? I'm so kind of bummed out by this. Well, there's some of that going on in No Call You. There's also the, hey, I don't want to, you know, do this the way that you're trying to do it. I, I'm going to wait for you to call because I'm, I'm worth it and I have an ego and I believe that you should want to call me and there's no reason for you not to do so. So I'm going to, I'm going to hold out until you call me. So that way I know exactly where I stand in the relationship. Because if you never call me again, <laughs> then I know exactly where I stand. If it takes too long, then that means that you eventually miss me and you want to see me. And I have that knowledge and that power back, you know, and, and understanding where I am in your life. Girl, I'm going crazy. I'm lonely and I need a kiss. My body wants to call you, but my ego says I gotta resist. Tired of waiting, baby. Tired of giving you the upper hand. If I play it your way, I'll never know where I stand. So here with the, like literally the first word in the, the first verse, he says, girl, I'm going crazy. So it's coming from a male perspective here right off the bat. And that doesn't stay that way throughout the song. So Prince wrote it, you know, obviously from his perspective right away, and then either it didn't take the time to fix all of the, the pronouns to be consistent, or, you know, again, didn't care. This was just supposed to be a guide vocal, and eventually he would direct the person who's singing to say, boy, I'm going crazy, and I'm, I'm lonely, and I need a kiss. But from this, you know, the version that we've got on the 1999 Super Deluxe version, he says, girl. So... You know, uh, as I mentioned, in essence, the narrator um, really likes this person and wants to spend time with them, but feels like they continue to give their power to them by being the first one to always communicate to them and contact this person. Uh, contact this person for, you know, the, the, the time that they, they want from them. I think this, uh, the subject of the song wants, doesn't want to feel needy, doesn't want to come across as needy. And as the last couple of lines indicate, if I play it your way, I'll never know where I stand. Tells me that they're, you know, they're a bit concerned that it's completely one-sided. The, uh, the interest is one-sided. And if they continue to contact them, this person will have to put, the other person will have to put little to no effort into maintaining the relationship, maintaining the communication, and certainly can just continue to 
use them for whatever it is that they're using them for. And also potentially only accepting the communication back when it's convenient for them, as opposed to if they're contacting the subject first. Yes, it's convenient for them to contact them. That allows the person who's receiving the phone call to accept or not accept the invitation to do whatever. So again, bringing back the power. The chorus is very short and sweet. No, I said, no, call you, you call me. If love is true, I will see. So it's just a, I think just for the structure of the song, the, the lines are truncated in a way that is a little bit of a, you know, a broken sentence, no call you, you call me. No, I'm not going to call you, you have to call me would be a way that it would be more accurately written in a book or in a poem or, you know, on a screen screenplay. Um, but again, dialing it down to just the, the bare minimum information, <laughs> bare minimum number of words, no call you, you call me. Six words, you get exactly what is being said. If love is true, I will see. listen to my music because when you call what will I do my body wants to call you but my ego says let her call you everybody say you got a different girl every night but baby I don't wanna but I'm I'm gonna listen to my ego tonight you know just again the same themes being presented here what to do I want to call you my body says I want to call you but my ego won't let me You know, again, I want to know if you actually are interested in me or if you're just accepting of my my time because I initiate. And this is the this is the verse where Prince switches the pronouns like right in the middle. He says, let her call you. So he keeps, you know, it coming from a male perspective like he did in the first verse. My ego says, let her call you. But in the very next line, everybody say you got a different girl. So unless she's bisexual, then that doesn't really work anymore, right? So uh, if this was going to be some by vanity, it would have been, but my ego says, let him call you. Everybody say you got a different girl every night. But baby, I don't want to. I'm going to listen to my ego tonight. So this, this person is putting their foot down. They are certainly going to be stubborn and adamant that this is not how I'm going to approach this this time. I said, no call you, you call me. If love is true, I will see. Back to the the chorus again. Um, After that second chorus, you know, there's not much else in terms of like original lyrics. There is certainly a repeat of the first verse again. Yeah. 
nothing different there. Except for instead of say, if I play it your way, I'll never know where I stand. He says, try to stop it if you want to, but I ain't playing second to none. You got to put your arms around me and tell me I'm the only one. So second half of that verse is different. But uh, in essence, it's essentially saying the same thing. This again just keeps the the discussion around this person's ego, this person pretty much proclaiming self-affirmation self about that they're worth it, they're not playing second to none, tell me I'm the only one. When you put your arms around me, they, they're feeling a little self-conscious that this person that they're interested in is not being faithful or, you know, has, is or is just, you know, like a player, just a player, in essence, you know, playing the field, seeing multiple people at once, um, and only basically using this person as a booty call. She calls him, he uses her as a booty call, and then he goes and sees somebody else the next day. She doesn't want to believe that, so she's really forcing him, or he's really forcing her depending on which version you you're you're looking at i guess it's more easy to think of it this is a a guy singing about a girl since prince is singing this version but i think of it both ways i guess but just want to make sure that um that she really is more than just a booty call and that's what she's trying to find out through this this uh this technique of and this plan that she has to force him to be the one to communicate to her first she she wants to know that if there's actually love here, you know, that there's it's possible that it's mutual. She's interested in him, but she just doesn't know if he's interested in her. does some uh, riffing towards the end of the song it'll be a cold day in the summer if I call your ass up on the phone damn I wish you call me what possesses you to be so proud just tell me that you love me write a letter for crying out loud damn I wish you call me what possesses you to be so proud just tell me that you love me write a letter for crying out loud just tell me tell me see I can't make up my mind what I want to do I'm kind of lonely and I don't know you know kind of trails on basically I don't know what I what I want to do now that's all right I'm the coolest now boy you got to call me yeah now that's all right I'm the coolest Nah, boy, you got to call me. You can fool around if you want to. I won't call you. You will have to call me. That's right. I'm stubborn. That's my middle name. 
cool day in the summer if I call your ass up on the phone. So yeah, that's just the riffing that he does towards the end that I like. I enjoy that that aspect of the song. So, you know, No Call You is not the deepest of tracks. It would have made, I think, an interesting and kind of fun little Vanity Six and or Jill Jones song, depending on who sang it. And I'm sure that they would bring their own style and, and vocalizations to the song. Something unique for anyone, depending on who ended up receiving it. Prince's version is nice. It's not, um, you know, exactly going to be probably anybody's main highlight from the 1999 Super Deluxe, but certainly a fun listen. And it's um, kind of interesting to hear the ways he was taking that rockabilly sound with new wave keyboards and synthesizer and uh, just seeing him toy with it, seeing him seeing him play around with, with the options and the different subject matter that he was using for the song and for the style so that is what i have to say about no call you this has been the press rewind prince lyrics podcast i've been your host jason brenninger and you can find the show at pressrewind.net and uh social media at facebook instagram twitter and youtube and until next time thank you very much and goodbye. that's right i'm stubborn that's my middle name